everybody. Welcome back to the Football Betting Podcast. We're back for the 2021 season. I'm your host, Tom Pipkin, as ever. I'm joined by my co-host, Tom Walker. Hey, guys. Welcome to the show. Uh, Really, really excited to be back. Yeah, it's uh, fantastic. So hopefully we'll bring you lots of profit over the forthcoming 2021 season. Um, We're going to go through outrights today across Premier League, Championship, League One, League Two. We're going to look at individual games from each of the leagues as well, picking out our betting highlights. Um, If you've never listened to the show before, welcome. That's kind of the gist of what we do. Week in, week out, we pick our highlights from each of the four English divisions um, and then bring you a bomb for trebles at the end, which are our kind of top tips for the week, aren't they, wrapped up into the treble? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so we... We cover the games, don't we, pretty much in depth, and then it's all comes to a conclusion at the end in terms of a bomb-proof treble. And yeah, the idea is, you know, it's all of us against the bookies. So we do our very best to make sure that, uh, you know, ourselves and the profit chasers of uh, the followers of the show can, can all win some profit at the end of the week. And yeah, it's like you said, Tom, it's not been the longest layoff ever. Um, probably the shortest we'll ever experience. But I'm, I for one, am, am really excited that football's back. At the Carabao Cup didn't feel real for me, um, but now the league action's back. It, it's really hit home. Yeah, the Carabao Cup kind of felt like glorified pre-season friendly, didn't it? Really, little but, bit, um, little bit. I, I think now it's back full time. Um, yeah, really looking forward to getting back into the swing of things. First week as ever can be a bit hit and miss, so we're going to do the best we can with with what we know and what we've got. Um, obviously, the shorter break in between the last season finishing and this one starting means that uh, squads that have remained intact and were in good form or poor form, that might roll over a little bit into this season. So maybe we can bear that in mind. Um, less time that clubs have had to make transfers as well. So the window does run until 1st of October. So, you know, we could talk about outrights, teams that we're going to think are going to win leagues. Now, with the squads they've currently got, they could get picked apart over the next month or so. Um, we don't know that. But, you know, we'll do the best with what we know at the time. 100%. We will, as you said, work with what we've got. Things can always change. And just to reiterate on the on the point you made, Tom, um, I... I I was thinking about my kind of preseason predictions last year, uh, raving about how I think Norwich are going to become the next, you know, Brighton, Stoke, Burnley, you know, established Premier League club. And that I thought that Sheffield United would struggle and, you know, they, they didn't have the necessarily necessary quality, sorry, to stay in the division. Uh, we both know what happened to those clubs, respectively. Um, so it definitely can can be a challenge, but we'll do the best we can. And Tom, off air, you reminded me that we actually won uh, last this time. Well, not this time last season. Def- season definitely didn't start in September last year, but opening day of last season, you won as a treble. I did. So hopefully we can have a repeat of that. Um but yeah, let's get cracking, shall we? Straight away with the Premier League. So we'll look at the outrights. Hopefully, we won't end up with egg on our faces. We both predicted, as you say, Sheffield United to finish rock bottom last season. Uh, I'm sure there'll be some clangers in here. But 
we'll look at what do you want to go top four for the Premier League um, and then the relegated sides. Yeah, and then we'll move on to the EFL, and then for each EFL league, we're going to cover uh, our outright winners, teams to be promoted, teams to be relegated, and we're also going to throw in weekend tips as well. So it's going to be a jam-packed show, so bear with us, and uh, yeah, we can't wait to get going, Tom. So may as well start at the uh, crown jewel of English football, and that is the league, no, I'm kidding, Premier League, so... (laughs) (laughs) so let's start off with the prem tom um liverpool obviously won it last year want to talk to you about you know who you think is going to win it this year give me a couple reasons why you think so and then i'll let you know who i've decided on as well okay so i've gone for man city to reclaim the title this year um with liverpool coming in second place in my predicted table I think it's going to be very tight. I I almost think this could be a toss of a coin, kind of whether it was a Liverpool or Man City for me. But I think what I've seen most recently of Liverpool has worried me uh, in terms of since they've won the league, the foot has well and truly come off the gas. That's carried over into this season where they didn't win the Community Shield against Arsenal. I know it's the Community Shield and uh, the first game of this new season, but what I saw hasn't really impressed me from Liverpool. One of the things you could have said about Liverpool um, at the start of last season, season before that, defensively very, very solid. They seem to be shipping a lot more goals recently. Um, and again, I don't know whether that's because the mentality's changed since they won the league. They feel like that's, you know, job done. It's standard slip. It happens. But just what I've seen from them, I don't feel like they've got that aura of invincibility around them as they did have um, when they marched towards the title. I don't know. Do you feel the same thing? You've got a short memory. You've got a short memory. Um, Not buying that at all. Nope. So definitely, definitely, definitely let the standard slip a little bit. And yeah, lost the community shield to improve in Arsenal side. I, I don't see enough. Maybe it will change as the summer goes on. I don't see that Man City have replaced their problem at the back. That's still a massive issue. Uh, they were all over the place defensively last season. As far as I know, correct me if I'm wrong, Tom, not a single defensive sign-in to date. Today is Nathan Ake. Not a defensive signing worth noting to date. Um, today is Tuesday, September the 8th I'm not doing the Ake thing Um, not for me it's not good enough I just don't see that City have done enough to breach the gap my only issue with Liverpool is you know, Alan Hansen used to always say that you have to strengthen when you're on top I know they're you know, still looking at Thiago well, according to the papers and you know, uh, media outlets that would be a good way to go uh, I would like to see Liverpool bring in some competition for Firmino, but I just don't see that City have done enough um, to date in the transfer market. Nine to four for Liverpool to win the league. I agree with you, Tom. It could be the toss of a coin. I think it will be a two-horse race. Uh, we'll get onto that very shortly. But yeah, for me, Liverpool nine to four. 
Yeah, Man City five to four. So, sorry, four to five. So um, they're the odds-on favourites to win back their Premier League crown. Liverpool very very strong, but you see Chelsea spending what it was about fifty million on Timo Werner. Yeah, I can't see why Liverpool couldn't have gone and spent that same fifty million and tried to bring in Timo Werner. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think they wanted him, right? They were linked with him uh, they, no, before they Chelsea. The right? Yeah, they were linked, but then they backed out of the deal due to finances. They didn't want to pay uh, that sum of money, which struck struck me as odd, um, considering that they're, they're, they're the Premier League champions. They obviously got plenty of money. Um, yeah, odd odd one, but yeah. I think Chelsea are going to be an interesting team this season. Obviously, lots of improvements uh, all across the squad. I think this season will probably come one too early for them to mount a sustained title challenge. Um, I think next season we could be looking at Chelsea a lot more seriously as title contenders. But uh, I think they're a good bet for third, Chelsea. Yeah, so that le- that leans us into our, our top four chat. Um, so we're going to do the top four for the Premier League. <laughs> Uh, Tom, so I'm assuming you've got Liverpool in second in your That's right. in your league, yeah. yeah. And I have yeah. City in second, so uh, it's pretty pretty obvious, I think, that those two are a, a top two. Um, so give me um, give me your two uh, other teams in the top four and any prices that you found that you you find interesting. Uh, Chelsea and Manchester United, which I don't think will surprise too many people. Um, odds on both of those clubs to finish in the top four. Chelsea are one to two, and Manchester United uh, eight to fifteen. So very much a similar price as Chelsea to finish in the top four. Um, as we spoke about just then, strengthening that Chelsea have done. I think their recruitment this summer has been fantastic, especially the Germans. Werner, Havertz, Chilwell at left back solves a problem there. Uh, could do with a better goalkeeper, I think, than Kepa. Um, Thiago Silva is going to bring a lot more now experience to the centre back position. Um, Manchester United looked fantastic after Bruno Fernandes signed in January. I think there's going to be a gap again between City, Liverpool. Then you'll have Chelsea, Man United. Then I think you'll get you have a little bit of gap to to the rest of the pack, which I believe will be Arsenal and Spurs. Agreed. I've got um, United and Chelsea in there. Not sure which way round it it is. Obviously, Chelsea grabbed the headlines with their signings. A little bit concerned about both teams defensively. Still question marks over the defensive side of both teams. I know, Tom, you mentioned Chelsea bought in Chilwell and Thiago Silva. Still don't think that's enough. Uh, I agree with you on the goalkeeping situation as well. United probably need even more than Chelsea do at the back. Not been convinced by Maguire. Luke Shaw is probably not a Premier League winning left back. De Gea, big question marks over him. Will Henderson play? I would like to see him get a run in the side and at least you know yeah. give him an effort. Um, but I think the top four is pretty nailed on. For me, it's reflected in the odds. Arsenal are 5-2 to two to make the top four. It looks like they're going to keep hold of Aubameyang. From what we've seen from Arsenal and Arteta, I think it makes uh, 
complete sense that Arsenal are the next best. And I think if anyone is going to gate crash that top four, I think it would be Arsenal. They're five to two. Wolves and Leicester, Wolves six to one, Leicester nine to one, Everton twenty to one. Those three teams, I'm sure, are going to have positive seasons, but I don't think they're anywhere near top four quality. Agreed. You bypassed Spurs there. Um, Didn't even want to talk about him. No hopers. No hopers. <laughs> Not inspired by Mourinho for the uh, Amazon documentary. No, I, I I respect him a lot more. Um, I kind of like the way that he does certain things. And, you know, I I try not to get caught up in in the fact that he's on a documentary and, and stuff like that. I, I still remember the dour football and the uh, and the poor couple of seasons he's had at top level management. So, no, not for me. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, I think Spurs fifth or sixth for me. Um, yeah. Either way, not going to break into the top four. No way. Right, let's look at the other end of the league then. Who have you got down at the bottom? Yeah, so I'll kick us off with West Brom. Uh, it's, it's always I always feel a bit bad predicting teams to go down, but ultimately I don't think West Brom... Again, it comes down to the transfer market. And there's two sides you can look at it here. You can say that Sheffield United didn't do too much in the, in the transfer market um, in the pre-season between their promotion and they didn't do too bad but I just I just don't see enough Premier League quality I don't see enough different difference makers Sheffield United obviously came with their unique system I watched West Brom uh, as a Nottingham Forest fan I watched West Brom a decent amount in the championship you know kept an eye on them they don't seem to have a, a unique system that teams are going to have to figure out and I just don't think they're going to have the players. It's as simple as that. There are evens to go down. And I see no reason why they wouldn't be in 99% of people's bottom three, to be honest. Yeah, no, me neither. Um, I've got them sitting in the relegation zone as well in my predicted league table. And similar reasons to what you've mentioned. Other than lone players that they had last season, Tars Pereira, Grady D and Garner, who they've now brought in on permanent deals. Uh, there's not too much change in the transfer personnel, is it? In in the personnel with regards to transfers. No, and D and Garner and Pereira, they're going to be absolutely fine. Those two are going to have Premier League careers. You know, let's say they do go down, both of those two will move up. Absolutely no worries there. I worry about their goals in terms of a number nine. I like Sawyers and Livermore in midfield. I think you can get away with that. Uh, but I worry about the fullback situation. I worry about the uh, centre-half depth. And I worry about the goalkeeper as well. And that's quite a lot to be worried about. Yeah, well, you know, as a Premier League club with three recognised strikers being Kenneth Hoare, Charlie Austin and Hal robson Carnu, that needs work. It's literally... Uh, a white flag. That's a it's, it's a white flag. So, yeah, those for me. Yeah. Um, you want to take it away with your next team? Yeah, I've got Fulham um, as my next team, which again probably won't surprise too many people. Another team recently promote, promoted from the Championship. Again, evens to go down. 
Um, so along with West Brom, very much fancied with the bookies to just last the season in the Premier League. Kind of similar reasons, really. Last time Fulham came up, they splurged over £100 million, didn't they, on various different transfers, brought in people from all over Europe um, and kind of disrupted the harmony of the team and the core of the team that got them promoted in the first place. This time round, they've made next to no signings, so they're sticking largely with the squad that got them promoted. But now I'm thinking that squad, is it good enough to keep them in the league? Like we're saying with West Bronze, is their squad good enough to keep them in the league? I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, no, it's not. I agree. Like, I wish they would find a happy medium. Yeah, they need that happy medium. There are players like, you know, with West Broms, they've got players who can definitely carve out good Premier League careers. Obviously, Mitrovic, way too good for the championship. Um, he'll score goals. But yeah, they need they need to find this happy medium of getting in players. Like I think Leeds have done a good job here. Spoiler alert, Leeds aren't in my bottom three. <laughs> <laughs> I think Leeds have done a good job so far of bringing in players who have got good reputations around Europe, been performing in top leagues around Europe. Um, you know, Rodrigo from Valencia is a very good signing, it seems, um, without disrupting things too much. Yeah, agreed. I just, my, I have Fulham as well, uh, 11 to 10 for them to, to go down. I just look at Fulham compared to the Premier League Fulham that was a complete disaster and this Fulham. And at the time of recording, it looks like it's going to be pretty much the same uh, defensive unit. Michael Hector is a good addition, uh, untested at Premier League level uh, consistently. Marek Rodak is an upgrade in goal. He had a really good season last season. But yeah, they're, apart from that, it's pretty much the same culprits. You know, it's the same players that got him relegated. Anthony Robinson's come in, but he's a left back. Is he going to take Joe, Joe Bryan's spot? I, un, unlikely. Joe Bryan just made PFA uh, Team of the Year uh, for the championship. So not sure where Robinson and um, Bryan are both going to fit in. And I think they're missing a, a destroyer in midfield. Kevin McDonald, Stefan Johansson, these two are still on the books, but their prime is probably two seasons ago. Lamine has come in on loan from Southampton, not disciplined enough for that role. Harrison Reed, you know, a, a technical midfielder, but not enough defensively. I just feel like they're going to ship goals all over the place. Um, and yeah, I agree with you, Tom. They need a a couple more players. Moving on to the final team. I uh, feel like, Tom, this is where it could get a little bit different for us. I've gone for West Ham. Ooh. West Ham, 9-2. Nine, nine I'll get on to why I think so very shortly. Do you want to give me your final team? Yeah, I was I was um and ah in between two teams. Um, Palace and Villa. I, I've plumped for Villa. Okay, you want to talk, you want to talk me through it, and then I'll stick the knife into West Ham shortly after. <laughs> I bet you can't wait to stick the knife in here, oh, can you? I can't wait. I've been preparing notes for hours. So I'm good to go. <laughs> um, yeah, Villa, the great escape for Villa, wasn't it last season? Um, I didn't think they were going to survive, but they did. So fair play to them for that. 
I don't think, considering how their season went last season, I don't think they've now strengthened enough to make me think that, that they're going to cope any better this season, really. Um, Matty Cash obviously come in from Forest, who we know very well. Um, very good player, unproven at Premier League level. Is he the kind of player who's going to keep them in the league? No, he's not, despite him being a very good player. I'm looking at their forwards. I think they need improvements up front. You know, Keenan Davis, Samata, Wesley, don't cut it for me. Again, on the wings, apart from Grealish, El Ghazi, Trezeguet, Jota, I'm not convinced. Um, John McGinn, good midfielder if he can stay fit. Douglas Louise, again, decent. But yeah, their squad just hasn't had enough improvements considering they struggled so much last season for me. Would Ollie Watkins change your opinion or not? No, no. I don't think he would. Um, okay. Fair enough. Mainly, mainly for the fact that he's unproven again at this level. Um, we saw Neil Morpé come from Brentford to Brighton, smashed it in the Championship, has been okay in the Premier League. You know, I, yeah, jury's out on Watkins in the Premier League for me at the moment. Thirty-three million, it could rise to. It's, it's a hell of a lot of money. Crazy. If he was Latvian, he'd be fifteen million tops. Crazy money. Crazy. Um, West Ham. So nine to two. Uh, very, very, very nice price. I think there's a big problem at West Ham. Um, the Gold Sullivan Brady brigades um, is coming to an end. The fans are starting to revolt. The sale of Grady Diangana is the most recent issue with that ownership group. And I have a look at the first team squad. I mean, you know, I was on Wikipedia earlier having a look at the squad. It's it's huge, Tom. It's massive. And some of the wages some of these players must be on are absolutely astronomical. And you have a look at you have a look at the two ends. I don't mind the midfield. Got some good options in there. Um but if you look at the, the defensive options, Cresswell, Balbuena, uh, Ogbonna, who had a decent season, Diop supposed to be much better than he showed last year, Fredericks, Masawaku who can't defend for his life, uh, you know, Fabianski in goal, good goalkeeper. I think he's slightly overrated, if, if you want my honesty. And then going forward, they were trying to, you know, Mikel Antonio papered over the cracks. He papered over the cracks of the fact that, you know, Sebastian Allaire was not scoring. You know, apart from that, Allaire, Antonio, they're probably the only out-and-out strikers that they have. Everyone else, Jared Bowen, who I'm a big fan of, uh, Yarmolenko, Felipe Anderson, all these players are, are wide players, right? And so is Antonio, really, or at least he was. I, I just don't see enough goals going in for West Ham. And I see too many going in at the other end. I don't have any confidence in Moyes. The fans want the board out. It's a recipe for disaster. It really is. And, you know, obviously they've got players like Declan Rice, uh, Thomas Suchek, he, he impressed, not just with his goals. Um, he impressed in his overall play. They do have decent players. But as this squad is staring at me right now, I think they're going down nine to two, and you know I, I think Villa. If Villa lost Grealish, it would be a 
an unbelievable change in events. And I would have Villa probably just yeah. below West Ham, but I think they're going to price uh, Villa are going to price him out of a move. So yeah. I, I don't think he's going to go anywhere. And with that, West Ham nine to two. Yeah, no fair argument. Wouldn't surprise me in the slightest if they did go down. Ah, it's been a long time coming. They, you know, they've they've not done enough for considerable amount of time. And if they went down, they would have no one to blame other than themselves. No. Um, okay, then. So we've looked at kind of our out, our outrights. Um, shall we take a quick look at some of the games? Yeah, definitely. We can start off on the Saturday. Uh, run Saturday till Monday. So I'm going to start off with a 12.30 kickoff. Uh, it's Fulham Arsenal. You don't need to be a rocket scientist to, to think which way I'm going. I just tipped Fulham for relegation and said Arsenal could get crash the top four. 11 to 20 for Arsenal. Tom, you touched on the fact that they won the Community Shield. I think that's a massive deal overcoming Liverpool. Aubameyang looks like he's going to stay. Uh, Arsenal have won their last three games in all competitions. Seems a long time ago, doesn't it? And uh, not sure how much we can read into it. But definitely impressive over a disappointing Liverpool side in the Community Shield. And I think, you know, it's not far to travel. Fulham don't strike me as a team that are going to rough Arsenal up. Feel like Arteta's getting on something. 11 to 20 for me. I think Arsenal are going to start the season off with a win. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, another big team who I think will start the season off with a win are Liverpool. They play Leeds at home. Uh, I do want to add a little bit extra to this, though. I think that you will get Liverpool to win and both teams to score. Um, that boosts the odds up to 13-8. to eight. Uh, Reason being, as I kind of mentioned when I spoke about Liverpool and how they haven't impressed me since they did win the league, um, they've not kept a clean sheet in the last six competitive games. So that includes the Community Shield and uh, the back end of last season. And I think Leeds will be very prepared for this game. We know what Bielsa's like. He'll have been studying for this game for since the fixtures were announced. Um, I think Leeds have got good attacking options now. I mentioned Rodrigo. I think he can definitely be a big asset for Leeds this season. Um, more than capable of scoring goals. I think Leeds will get one. But I think Liverpool, considering how strong they are at home, how strong their team is, they won all but one game at home last season. I think they will get uh, a 2-1, 3-1, something like that. Totally agree. Yeah, I think it will be ultimately comfortable. I remember fancying Norwich to um, to put on a worthy display at Anfield at the opening game of last season and did not work out. <laughs> I think... I think <laughs> We may see a little bit more from Leeds, but ultimately, I think Liverpool will get the win, especially without Leeds. You know, Le imagine Leeds fans if they could go to this game, they would yeah. sing the roof off. But without the them, would be incredible. it would have been. It would have been. It's a big shame. Uh, as a Forest fan, I don't often have sympathy for Leeds, but on this occasion, I really do. They uh, have waited long enough, and it's a shame they're not going to be there. Let's talk about Palace. So Palace, by the time the weekend rolls around, they could have Michy Batshuayi in on loan. So they could line up something with, you know, Ayu, Batshuayi, 
Zaha as a schlup. There's there's quite a few attacking options. Um, me and you have been hammering at Woy the Boy to get some more attacking players in him. He's finally listened to the Football Betting Podcast. <laughs> they did lose. They they didn't win any of the last eight Premier League games. We've seen before. The best example is Leicester. Obviously, they had a really great run of form to escape the drop, carried it on to the next season. Form can be continued if it's a particularly good run or if it's a particularly bad run. Very interesting to see what Palace will do in their first kind of three, four, five games. Southampton had a great away record last season. They didn't lose any of their last five in the Premier League on the road at the end of last season. It w- I wouldn't be surprised if Southampton didn't win, but I just wanted to flag up 11-8 to eight against a team that hasn't won in eight of their you know, last eight Premier League games. That's a nice price, and that's something definitely worth looking at. I'm expecting Southampton to finish around mid-table this season. Yeah, um, I agree. I've got Southampton down as well. Uh, I think they'll win. Third best away record in the league last season. Um, just three points less than Man City gained on the road. More than Chelsea, more than Man U, more than Wolves. Uh, very, very impressive. Moving on then. Uh, anything you fancy from the West Ham-Newcastle game? That's the final one on Saturday. No, leave it for me. Agreed. Sunday, West Brom-Leicester, Tottenham-Everton. Anything you want to take from there? Um, I would side with Spurs here. 4-5 to five for Spurs to get the win over Everton. I think Everton will actually have a decent season. Um, I've been impressed with the signings they've made this week. James Rodriguez obviously being the headline one. Uh, Allen probably gone under the radar a bit more, but knows Ancelotti very well from his Napoli days. Um, Ancelotti definitely sees him as that kind of bulldog-like midfielder. And then Ducore from Watford, I think, is a very good sign as well. So I think they've made three good signings in a short space of time, but considering this game uh, comes a few days after those signings have been made, I think it's going to take a little bit of time for those players to come and make an impact and a difference uh, on the squad. So, yeah, just looking at the two squads as they are now, um, with the amount of time they've all spent with the players, I think Spurs will get the win here, four to five uh, for Spurs. And I've, maybe I'm biased as well because I've been watching the documentary. No, no, no. No, I, I totally agree with you. I think I think Everton have made a couple of good signings. I think they're well off. I think any team chasing whatever they're chasing, Europa League, top four, God forbid, with Jordan Pickford and Michael Keane still in the starting, um, starting lineup is a big issue. So for me, yeah, they're not going to do enough this season. I think it's going to be classic Everton, spend £100 million and finish 10th. And Tottenham will win relatively comfortably, 4-5. to five. Really good point, Tom. Uh, people might expect to see Rodriguez, Allen and Ducouré in midfield together. I can almost guarantee that will not be the midfield um, on Sunday. And yeah, Tottenham will, will win that 4-5. to five. West Brom, Leicester, I don't fancy anything from that game, don't know about you? No, agreed. I, I was really tra- I was flirting with both teams to score. Jamie Vardy has an unbelievable record at the Hawthorns. I think it's Does his he? last four visits he's, he's notched. Um, I, don't quote me on that. I did not um, 
I did not research that. I just read it the other day, and I can't remember if it was the last three or four games. But yeah, I, I flirted with both teams to score. I, I just I don't feel confident enough to tip it out. If you wanted it, it is three to four. It's a nice price, but I'm really not yeah. sure. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Monday then we've got Sheffield United, Wolves, and Brighton, Chelsea. Um, Sheffield United Wolves, nothing really takes my fancy there. Um, I don't expect it to be high scoring, though. Not a massive tip, but under 2.5 goals is the one that kind of stands straight out to me. 8 to 15, those are priced, so 1 to 2 pretty much. Uh, Bookies clearly agree. Don't know if you've got anything else for that game. No. Uh, Brighton-Chelsea. Now, this will be interesting because obviously Chelsea have grabbed every single headline imaginable in the transfer window. How many players will we see start? You know, will we see a front three of Havertz, Werner, Zayek? Probably not. I don't think Lampard will turn his back on people like Abraham, Mason Mount, you know, those young players he puts so much faith in. Um, it would be a bit hollow of him to just cast them aside after one season. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I don't expect to see it be new new signing eleven. Brighton four to yeah. one, the draw fourteen to five, Chelsea thirteen to twenty. Are you going for Chelsea, Tom? Do you think they'll, they'll get it um, on? Chelsea, yeah, I, I am. I think um, he'll. I, I reckon he'll start with the front three of if they're fit: Pulisic, Werner, Ziyech. Mm-hmm. That that was that's what I reckon he'll start with. Yeah, yeah. I but mean. I reckon, Probably mounting behind. Um, yeah, they're going to have more than enough either way for Brighton. I think Brighton will have an okay season. I don't think there'll be too much danger. I, I don't think we'll ever see them languishing in the relegation zone, personally, this season. I think they'll be hovering between 12th and 16th. Uh, but yeah, I think Chelsea will have too much. I completely agree. Brighton will be they'll be looking over the shoulder for the whole season, but yeah, uh, the relegation trapdoor will be far away in the rearview mirror. I think Chelsea yeah. will get a win here. Uh, it was one-one in preseason. If people care about that kind of stuff, I typically don't. Uh, but yeah, Brighton and Chelsea played each other. It was one-one. Uh, Chelsea missed a penalty as well. Well, uh, sorry, Brighton missed a penalty. Caballero saved it. If anyone even cares. Well, there you go. Caballero's in goal, is he still? So, Kepa's still clearly out of favour with Lampard. It seems it. Uh, let's move on to the championship, Tom. We're, we're going to do our, our outrights. So, you want to take it away with who you think is going to win this absolutely insane league? Right. So, I have gone for Watford to win this league. Um Mainly because I'm looking at their squad. It's not been picked apart in the same way that like, you look at a Bournemouth, for example, who have had a lot of their top players um, picked off them. Obviously, there's still a lot of time left in the transfer window, but Watford are starting this season with attacking talent at their disposal, such as Danny Welbeck, Troy Deeney, Andre Gray, uh, Ismail Assar, Gerard Delefeu, Roberto Pereira. Uh, and apparently João Pedro, who is meant to be one of the next big things, apparently coming out of Brazil, but we'll soon see about that. But, you know, it's a wealth of talent, isn't it? That 
kind of forward line is scary in the championship. There's so many goals amongst them at this level. So many goals, so much creativity. Yeah, Watford. Uh, I also think, I don't want to ruin anything. They're not my winners, uh, but I think they'll be up there for sure. And, and same with you, Tom. Like You look at the team and there are definitely still players, I think, that will go. I, I can't see Gerard Delafeu playing in the championship, to be honest <laughs> with you. If he does, then, you know, wave the... Wave the white flag. The rest of the league, it's Mela Sars, another one. I think he'll go. Yeah, but even yeah, if they 40 go, forty million player in the uh... <laughs> yeah, exactly. What I look at, Tom, I look at the people that are, you know, kind of under the radar players that are going to absolutely take this league by storm. Nathaniel Shalaber, at one stage, was looking like, you know, he could move on to bigger and better yeah. things. Didn't happen. Still a talent. Will Hughes was absolutely quality, not last season, the season before. He will absolutely yeah. walk all over the championship. Craig Dawson is a very competent defender at Premier League level. Andre Gray, I still haven't given up hope on him. I think he can still deliver more than he has been doing. Um, and then, you know, Ben Foster in gold. Like, I'm looking at all these guys, the under-the-radar yeah, yeah. guys, and... And uh, yeah, Will Hughes probably gets into every single starting lineup in the championship. So yeah, yeah I completely see where you're going from. I have gone for Norwich. So yeah. the reason I've gone for Norwich is we've been here before. They've stuck with Daniel Fark. They, again, haven't been picked apart too much. I don't know how long that will last. So Max Ahrens, Cantwell... They're all Buendia. They're all somehow still there. <laughs> I don't know how. The, I don't know how that's worked out. But uh, again, you know, they they feel pretty much the same as when they won this division two years ago. Um, yeah. You know, a plethora of, of of talent, a good championship defense, an experienced goalkeeper. The club's been here so many times before. They're becoming a little bit of a yo-yo team. And there's nothing wrong with that when you're the size of Norwich. And yeah, I, I think Norwich will, will find this relatively simple um, in terms of being up there, not winning the league. But, you know, I'd be absolutely amazed if they're not in the shout for automatic promotion. Six to one if you fancy them to win the league. But I completely get your Watford shout, which is why I'm going to transition into... The other two to get promoted. I've got Watford down to probably clinch second. I just think yeah. there's a little bit of uncertainty over the new manager. Uh, he's absolutely smashed it in Israel, I believe. But yeah. um, but yeah, I don't yeah. know anything about him and I'd rather put my money towards Fark, who I, I know what I'm going to get. And then I think it's Brentford's time. I think it's Brentford's time for me. So Watford 9-4, to four, Brentford also 9-4. to four to get promoted in kind of any method. Uh, and I'm looking at those two to uh, probably Watford, Auto and Brentford playoffs. Watkins yeah. will be a big miss, but Ivan Tony coming in. Um, again, they'll probably lose Ben Rama, etc. But I mean, Brentford have lost so many players over the years and they always find a way to replace. And I just think it's, it's their time. 
Yeah, well, I've got Watford and Norwich as my top two for automatics. So same as you. So completely agree with your reasoning for Norwich. Uh, Brentford, I've got in third. So it puts them in the lottery of the playoffs again. Um, and then it's anyone's game. So, yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if Brentford did go up. Obviously, you say losing Watkins, probably will lose Ben Rama, but they've replaced so well. They've replaced really well so many times. It wouldn't surprise me if Tony goes and smashes in 20 goals this season. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Once they're in the playoffs, as we know, it's a lottery. Yeah, exactly. I, I personally think they'll be in around the playoffs. Have to wait and see what happens with, with people like Ben Rama, but they're still going to have players like De Silva and Pinnock's going to be around. Raya's going to be in goal. It, Rico Henry's going to be at fullback. Like It's going to be pretty similar, I think. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I still fancy him to be up there. Relegation. Oh, yeah, they'll be up there. Should we address the elephant in the room, Tom? Forest? Yeah, <laughs> Forest. Wickham Wanderers. <laughs> um, yeah, Wickham. Assuming you've got them, you've got them down to uh, to be relegated. Here for a good time, not a long time, as your cricket saying goes. <laughs> <laughs> and do you know what, Gareth Ainsworth? I saw that um, you know four four two predicted them to finish bottom of League One. Obviously, they got promoted. And Ainsworth went, did an interview, and uh, yeah, he. I read the interview online and everything, and he basically said, "Yeah, put us down for twenty fourth in the championship." And he said, "I completely get it," and he said, "And it's uh, exactly what I want to see." So we're kind of playing into his hands a little bit, uh, predicting that his team are going to get whitewashed. But I mean. When you are a team that has been promoted unexpectedly, so people were predicting you'd be a League Two side, and then the following season you're actually a championship side and you don't have that much of a budget or pull, that, that's a that's massive ask. That is yeah. a massive ask for this team to stay up. I really want them to. I'm desperate for them to. But it's it's just not going to happen, is it? I, I can't see it. I've got them in 23rd in my predicted table. Um, yeah, we could end up with egg on our faces. This could be Sheffield United all over again <laughs> the last season. But, you know, we're not going. We're not alone in predicting that Wickham will go straight back down. Uh, just looking at the quality of the squad compared to some of the others in this division. Um, the resources, as you mentioned. But you never know. But I don't think they'll stay up right now. I mean, their kind of marquee striker, um, Ik, Ik Piazu, Ik Piazu. I'm not sure how to pronounce his name, but he's he's come from Hearts. He's a striker. He scored five and forty. So mm. that to me inspired much confidence. <laughs> no, still got good players: Dominic Gate, David Wheeler, Joe Jacobson. Good players. But it's On your dinners. Decent as yeah. well. Oh yeah, on his day, very good player. Um, just not enough. Uh, they are uh, eight to fifteen to go down, mm. which yeah, I can't remember can't seeing a price like that before. I don't think. Um, can't but at the same time, I, I just want to say on the overall quality of the championship this year, I think there's a lot of shit in it. <laughs> I'd so agree. If they were going to stay up, it's probably a good year for them to, to do so because there's a lot of poor squads in the bottom half of this division. Mate, I, to I totally agree. Speaking of poor squads, if you've got Wickham in 23rd, who on earth is bottom? 
<laughs> Sheffield Wednesday, I've got a bottom of this league. Okay. They started on minus 12. Um, that factored into it. Yeah. And considering that uh, the back end of last season, they didn't perform particularly well anyway before they got the points deduction. Um, so recruitment's not been good. Izzy Brown will help at this level. Josh Windass, who they had on loan last season, will help at this level again. But yeah, I'm just not convinced by the squad, the form that they're in last season, carrying that over to this season. Um, the, the negative points that they start on, I think it's about time they went down and refreshed. Interesting. I actually, spoiler alert, I actually think they'll be okay. Um Okay reason for that is because exactly what you said i think there's some absolutely dreadful teams um in this league i'm gonna go for my next pick birmingham long time coming birmingham for the drop the even with karanka even with karanka karanka fights with every single chairman he ever has it'll be (laughs) it'll be gone by christmas i i honestly i i'm almost convinced it'll be gone I, I like Karanka. I like I liked him at Borough. I liked him at Forest. It's a good appointment, but the players the players are not there. The boards, it's chaotic. It's so chaotic, and it's just a recipe for disaster. They're six to one. It's been a long time coming for Birmingham, and I think this is the season. Six to one for me that they're gone. Goodbye, and good riddance as well. Don't let the door hit you on your way out. <laughs> um, yeah, I, it wouldn't surprise me, but I don't have them in my bottom my bottom four. Just to round out the ones that I've got, I've got Rotherham, um, perennial yo-yo club when they get promoted into this division. Uh, always seem to come straight back down. And then I've got Reading in... Sorry, no, no, I don't. That's it. That's it. There's only three. I'm getting carried away. Yeah, you're, you're in league. <laughs> only three relegation spots. <laughs> yeah, you're in League One already. Um, yeah. Just to confirm with you, I've also got Rotherham. Two to one. They relied so much on set pieces last season. I, I just, I don't see, I don't see them scoring enough goals. Freddie Ladapo in the Championship is, is just, it's not going to happen. But like I said, with uh, Norwich. You know, being a yo-yo team between the Prem and the Champ is great. For Rotherham, being a yo-yo team between the Champ and League One is is success. It's success. Yeah, yeah they're doing really well. So, uh, I'm excited to see what they can do, but ultimately I don't think it will be enough. Uh, let's move on to the weekend then, Tom. Um, what have you earmarked from the EFL? So considering that I said Sheffield Wednesday were really poor and I think they'll go down, they're away at Cardiff opening day. Always a tough place to go. Um, Cardiff are 11 to 10 for the victory. I have picked Cardiff to finish again in the playoffs using Neil Harris's really pragmatic style, gets the best out of his bunch. Uh, The squad is better than the sum of its parts by far. I think Cardiff will get a comfortable win over this Sheffield Wednesday side, who I think will struggle. Yeah, I'm with that. Completely can see that. I'm going to go for Friday night. We have just completely gone crazy about Watford. 
they have a very winnable game at home against Middlesbrough. Obviously, it's a new season and you know anything can happen. But if last season is to go uh, is to go by, and you know their transfer activity, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, Middlesbrough are not exactly a threat. I don't think um, they are priced at three to one for the win. Middlesbrough, Watford, ten to eleven. I think you'll get. Quite a comfortable opening night victory, I think, on Friday for Watford. Good price. Yeah, yeah, uh, I completely agree with that one. Another one for me, sticking closer to home. I think Forest will beat QPR. Uh, odds of seven to five for Forest to get the victory. QPR, one of those sides who we typically seem to just do well against. Um, beat them four nil away last season. Five uh, two the season that so we've got a good recent record at Loftus Road I think that can continue um, I don't look at QPR's squad again this season particularly now they sold Eze to Palace much much weaker I think they're starting this season than they finished last season so I don't look at that squad with any fear I think we have strengthened I think we we can overcome the horrific end to last season uh, and start this one on a positive note at 7-5, to five, which I think are pretty good odds. Crystal Palace apparently closing in on Bright Assay Samuel as well from as well. from QPR. So, if, yeah, if he's gone as well, that only cements your tip, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, completely on the Forest bandwagon there. I'm looking at Norwich to get off to a good start away at Huddersfield. Huddersfield were a team that I thought about potentially getting relegated. There, me too. Yeah, they, the Cowley brothers and and all that stuff just, you know, it left a bitter, bitter taste in my mouth. The, the new manager Carlos Corberan, I think you you pronounce it. Don't know too much about him, so you know he could be unbelievable. Or he, he, could he was. Be I think he's assistant to Bielsa. Oh, okay. Okay. Interesting. He it's an interesting appointment, but it's his first managerial job, I think. Yeah. And their and their squad is shit. They've still got Terrible. bloody Diacarby. You got Diacarby like in their starting eleven the I, other week. I know. Diacarby's <laughs> still there. Um they're still relying on Steve Mounier, although apparently he could be out the door. Fraser Campbell, Isaac Mbenza. All these players that let them down in the Premier League, they're still around. And I don't know if they're trying to get rid of them or if they are putting faith in them, but it's not enough. It's not enough. They, they're they honestly in serious relegation um, danger this season, and they were very lucky to not take Birmingham's spot in my bottom three. Um, Huddersfield price at 12-5. to 5. The draw, 23-10. to 10. Norwich, 23-20. to 20. Uh, fancy the Canaries big time to get uh, off to a good start there. Yep, I agree with that one. Uh, no more from me. No. Uh, quick word on the opening day relegation six-pointer. <laughs> I don't know if that's ever been one, uh, but Wickham, <laughs> Wickham Rotherham on opening day. Loser, wow. loser goes down. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, very <laughs> interesting, though, that those two have been paired up on the uh, on the opening day. Yeah. Yeah, uh, must-win game. <laughs> must-win game, day. Crazy. <laughs> Okay, let's move to League One. 
I will I will very very quickly talk about the worst outright prediction from the bookies that I've seen. Go on. Sunderland are seven to one favourites to win League One. Get off it. So they're seven to one favourites. That's a big price for favourites, and they have just won eight one in the uh, in the football league trophy against Aston Villa under twenty ones. But I, I honestly, profit chasers run a mile, run a mile. That is that. There's problems with ownership. The the manager's not exactly everyone's cup of tea. The players aren't very good. Their recruitment's been bad. Like I have no idea why they're favourites. But anyway, I just wanted to share. Sunderland, because they're in the Premier League a few seasons oh, it's ago. It's ridiculous, man. Their squad's. That's tied. why you've got Portsmouth second favourites as well. Look, <laughs> I know their squad. Their squad is absolutely tiny, um, as well, just to rub salt in the wounds. Uh, I am going for a for a feel good story. I'm going for Charlton to win the league. Okay. Uh, they're twelve to one, massive price. They're sixth favourites. I think League One this season is same as Championship. Tom, it's probably the worst League One there's been for years. Years. It, it is a shocker. Charlton, I think they've managed to keep hold of Lee Bowyer and Johnny Jackson. Yes, they're going through some some troubles, but last time they got promoted, they had Roman de Chatelet in there. No one liked him. Everyone wanted him out. There was massive off the field issues. They still went and did it. For me, Charlton twelve to one. Yes, they've lost Lyle Taylor. Uh, yes, there is definitely, you know, a lot of work to be done. It's not going to be easy. But I'm going for Charlton twelve to one. Yeah, interesting, interesting pick. I can see why. Um, personally, I have them to finish uh, in the top six, but not to finish automatic. I've gone for Peterborough to win the league. Revenge season, as they're call, calling it. <laughs> are, are they really? <laughs> On social media, oh, yeah, because God. of the injustice of the whole points per game oh, ending to League One last season when they felt they got majorly shafted. Oh, let, um, let go. Yeah. Bloody hell. So now this is being dubbed revenge season uh, by the posh. And I'm on board. <laughs> They've on lost board, Ivan yeah? Tony. Yeah, I'm on board. I'm on board. They've lost Ivan Tony to Brentford. But I think Brentford and Peterborough are very similar in the way that they often lose players, but they replace them really, really well. Um, they brought in Johnson Clark Harris from Bristol Rovers, who scored plenty of goals at this level, proven goal scorer for League One. Um, so I think he would definitely be a good replacement for Tony. Uh, add him to Moisa and Suriki Dembele. So they've got one of the best front threes in the division. Um, I think they've come... They've been there or thereabouts, I feel, Peterborough, for the last few seasons. And I think this is a season where they're actually going to do it. What did uh, What did Dembele do to get his knighthood? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I had to think, anyway, about, I had to think about that one for I a moment. I, I was wondering, I was wondering if you were going to embarrass me on the pod. Um, but anyway, <laughs> anyway, um, to leap ahead, I've got Peterborough to get promoted automatically. So, complete, completely agree with you. 
way too much firepower. Um, yeah, I just I just like the way that Charlton go about it, and I have a lot of faith in Lee Bowyer and his backroom yeah. staff. But Peterborough, yeah. eleven to four to get promoted, any other method, I'm completely on board for that. Um, I've got yeah. him down. Lee- got him down to finish second. League winners eight to one. If you uh, wanted the price for that as well. Okay. Who else um, you got, Tom? The other team I had was Oxford. So back in Oxford to build upon the playoff season that they had last season, um, they were looking very good. They were both of our tips to actually win the playoffs. I think weren't they? If yep. I remember rightly. Yep. Um, very 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 strong end to the season, which hopefully they will carry over into this season. Carl Robinson has done very well with the side that he's got. They've got a lot of good quality players in there for League One level. Um, and I think it's mainly just a, a progression thing for me with Oxford. The players they've got, the fact they came so close last season, I think they can take advantage of the quality of the league being poorer, as you've mentioned, and just go that one step further. Yeah, managed to cement Matty Taylor uh, down to a permanent contract. Still got Brannigan. Uh, Marcus McGuane on loan from Forest. No bias here. Um, apparently, uh, he has been. Carl Robinson said that he has been absolutely unbelievable up to this stage. Um, and yeah, Carl Robinson is saying he cannot believe McGuane is going to be playing in League One this season. Still got James Henry, etc., etc. Lost Rob Dickey, uh, but still a threat. Three to one. They are actually also the team that I have going up via the playoffs. So two of the three, Tom, the same for us. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Indeed. Relegation. I think there's one absolutely obvious one, and then the rest of it is pretty much a shot in the dark. Who's your obvious? Rochdale. I have Rochdale slap bang in 24th. Yeah, so do I. I mean... Poor guy. I mean, long time coming. You know, they've they've been punching above their weight for a long time. They've lost a lot of players. Callum Camps, especially, is probably the headline. It just seems that it's naturally coming to a close. They've been mm-hmm. flirting, you know, they've been keeping their heads above water for so long. And to lose players, especially in the dressing room as well, like Ian Henderson, it's... It's looking like the writing's on the wall. And you've got them bottom. I've got them bottom. 8 to 11. The bookies have them bottom as well. Yeah. Okay, next. Um, next, I've got Wigan. Oof. I think, you know, they've lost an absolute ton of players, haven't they? Um, pretty much their whole first team squad, bar a handful, has now left in turmoil off the field, off the field. Uh, I just don't think it seems like a perfect storm of, of negativity and things going wrong and yeah I've no idea what the state of the squad's going to be in terms of quality um, so yeah I'm going for back-to-back relegations unfortunately for Wigan I can see where you're coming from the only reason I haven't put them down is because I have faith that's that they're going to keep hold of a few players and those few players will be the difference makers in a relegation. They're going to be in a relegation scrap 100%. But I think if they can keep hold 
of three or four players that automatically makes them way better than an Accrington, a Wimbledon, a Rochdale, a Northampton, for example. Just realise I read out my bottom four. But I think if they keep hold of a handful, they'll be okay. So I just have faith that they're going to be able to do so. Yeah, there's a lot of youth in there. Um, Sam Morsey's still there. He will be good yeah. at the level. Um, Carol Naismith, um, uh, Joe Garner. Yeah, there's still enough there. Uh, I Obviously, I just read out my, my bottom three. So I'm, I'm just going to quickly wrap through and then you can finish it off, Tom. So pick Northampton to go down. Um, not convinced by a mysterious curl. And uh, they've lost <laughs> lost Charlie Good as well. Northampton thirteen to eight. Accrington Stanley another side punching above their weight for a long, long time. Uh, they're two to one to go down. And AFC Wimbledon. I uh, put in Rochdale, Wimbledon, and Stanley all in the same bracket. Is I'm trying not to be lazy with my uh, research, etc. I genuinely think these three have been overachieving for quite a while. Uh, Stanley a two to one, Wimbledon a six to five. Any any different teams you have time to go down? Just one. Um, I've got Wimbledon. I don't have Stanley. I've got them to finish slightly outside. Okay. Uh, I've got I've got a a team who, when you look at the odds, is a a big eight to one outsider to go down. But um, I don't really know why they're such big odds for me personally because it's Bristol Rovers. It's a team who were in absolutely shocking form um, at the back end of last season. I think I, I was reading earlier about Bristol Rovers, and I just want to get this stat right, but I think they took the second least number of points um, from January onwards. Uh, really, really poor. They've got Ben Garner in charge, who is very, very unproven. First job in management. Was shocking last season. He's been he's been backed by the board to lead them this season. Um not quite sure why considering how poor he's been, but you know, he's got the chance. They've lost Johnson Clark Harris, who is their top scorer to Peterborough, as we've already mentioned. Um after Johnson Clark Harris last season, their top scorer got three. That was Abu Agogo. Uh, everyone else managed two or fewer goals. Liam Sirk and Molly Clark, who were decent for them last season in midfield, they both left. I think the squad they've got is, is pretty poor. Um, the manager they've got is looking pretty poor. Their form is poor. Yeah, 8-1 to one for me for Bristol Rovers is a price which seems large. It does, Tom. And I definitely have them down in the kind of bottom, you know, 10, I'd say. Uh, completely agree with you. The Clark Harris thing, any team at this level, you know, especially in the bottom half, is going to miss a player like him. 24 in 42, um, especially impressive, as you mentioned. He was uh, part of that team that struggled in the second half of the season. So, yeah, completely see where you're coming from. Let's have a look at the weekend then. Uh, we've got some uh, League One fixtures to sieve through. I'm going to start off with Sir Ricky Dembele and his Peterborough <laughs> United team. They are away at Accrington Stanley. Again, putting two together, a team I'm tipping to go down. 
against a team I'm tipping for automatic promotion. Should lead to a Peterborough win, I think. Uh, their evens on the road seems a good price to me. Yep, completely agree. Um, I'm going to take a little look at both teams to score bet. It's Charlton against Crew or Crew against Charlton, should we say, if we're being proper about it. Hmm. Both teams to score is three to four. Um, I think Crew are actually going to have a good season this year. I think they've got a very exciting, talented young squad um, who could, you know, definitely forge a top half push potentially outside for the playoffs. Charlton, as you've mentioned, managed to keep Boyer, Johnny Jackson, um, and some decent players from their relegation from the championship. So I think both teams will play the right way. I think they'll both try and win the game. I think they'll both get on the score sheet at three to four. Yeah, excited to see a full season of Macaulay Bond at League One level. Let's have a look at Plymouth. Plymouth against Blackpool. I think these teams will finish relatively close to each other, to be honest. Somewhere around mid-table for the, for the two. Although Blackpool, going back obviously last season, they haven't won any of their last 17 away games. That's a problem. A big issue. <laughs> Peterborough, uh, so Peterborough, we just mentioned Sir Ricky and Peterborough. We're talking about Plymouth now. Um, they're looking to make a bit of a splash. I don't think they're going to, you know, they're, they're not going to gate crash the playoffs or anything, but I can certainly see them finishing around mid-table. And let's remember that these are newly promoted. I've got confidence in Ryan Lowe and his team. And I, I can see uh, Plymouth getting off to a good start at home park. 6-4 to four against a team that clearly struggles on the road. Yeah, I agree with that one. Uh, one more from me. Sunderland to beat Bristol Rovers. I've just said why, why I think Bristol Rovers are going to go down. Um, so Sunderland to beat them at home 4-5. to five for them to get the victory and you mentioned Sunderland scored eight in midweek on Tuesday night so fantastic prep for this Ooh. first game of the season <laughs> uh yeah four to five I think should be a comfortable win for Sunderland yeah and the final one I'll add Tom I know you'll finish but I'm just going to add in that Fleetwood are playing against Burton Albion uh with Jake Buxton in charge for the Brewers Fleetwood obviously uh playoff side last season their evens at home. That is tasty. Yep, I agree. I've got Fleetwood to uh, finish in the playoffs this season, cool. my prediction. Well, uh, hopefully, Profit Chasers, you're still with us. Uh, wakey, wakey, if you've fallen asleep. Let's move on to League Two. <laughs> Tom, uh, take us away. Who, who, who wins League Two? Who wins League Two? An old favourite from last season. Um, Bottled it, some would say, in the playoffs. Capitulated in the semi-final. Uh, Cheltenham, I believe, will go one further this season and win the league. Hundred percent. Yeah, guaranteed. I'm, I'm saying think, it now. It, it's happening. You, yeah, yeah, you're on board with that. I think you know. Last season, we spoke about so often how good defensively they were, best defensive record in the entire league. Um, they could also back that up by scoring plenty of goals as well. So um, if they can just continue with more of the same this season, um, I think, you know, they they stood, they stood in really good stead, I think. Yeah, they they kept a large chunk of the, of the squad from last season. Michael Duff stayed on. I think 
their asses fell out basically in the playoffs. That's pretty much it. Um, yeah, in terms of a forty-six game season, Cheltenham for me and a wonderful price, unbelievable price, sixteen to one. Oof. Give me that all day. That's a tasty one. Oh yeah. Okay, other three sides to get promoted, Tom. Other three sides to get promoted. Well, I've done two. So I've got the t- the top three as being Cheltenham, Bolton and Salford. Um, and then take your pick from the from the playoff bunch mm. next to Tranmere, Forest Green, Walsall. So um, who knows out of that bunch, but my top three would be Cheltenham, Bolton, Salford. Uh, Bolton, after the relegation and, you know, very, very tough season last season. It looks a lot sunnier at the Reebok this summer. And they brought in Ian Everett, who did so well at Barrow to get them promoted from the National League. They brought in a lot of players as well, especially good players for League Two level. Owen Doyle, 25 goals last season across Swindon and Bradford. So he's going to lead the line for Bolford. He, for, for Bolford? <laughs> for Bolton. He'll be potent. Um I think when you've got a player who's capable of scoring 25 plus goals in a division, you're always going to challenge at the, at the right end. So, yeah, he'll be vital for them. And then Salford have put a lot of money in as well as, as you'd expect. Um, I think they'll also improve after a few seasons of consolidation in this league. I think now they've put the money in, they've got the players who have got former Premier League championship experience, League One experience. So they've got a very experienced squad for this level, probably on Sky Eye wage. Actually, no, they can't be on Sky Eye wages anymore, can they? Wage cap. Yeah. But yeah, but I think Salford will uh, progress again. Yeah. Tom Clark is a very underrated signing for Salford. Played 211 games for Preston over the seven-year spell and has dropped from the championship to League Two. Yeah. Massive, massive signing. Hopefully, uh, for Salford, they can score enough goals. I do worry a little bit. I know they've got Ian Henderson in, but he is 35 now. Um, mm. So, little concern there. But definitely uh, got Salford up there as well for me. Bolton, all the pressures on them. And Ian Everett did amazingly with Barrow. Um, that Can that transpire over to, you know, kind of a big club, I suppose? In this uh, at this level, five to four for Bolton to get promoted. Any method, Tranmere, definitely up there for me. I've got them down as probably nicking the playoff promotion spot. I just worry about them. They they were they were unbelievable, and then they were a complete joke. So they've got to they've got to put it put it together over a forty six game season. I think, yeah, um, to be in with a shout. And would it be? League two promotion chat if you didn't include Exeter. <laughs> I oh, don't no. think it would be. Um nine to four. I've uh, is this the year I don't know. I honestly don't know, but you can't no. talk about it without including them. No, I've got them in, in my playoff um finishing spots. I've got them in fourth, but yeah, I think they'll be up. There or thereabouts in terms of the top seven. Um, will they actually take the step and get promoted? Probably not. They'll probably bottle it again. Yeah. Uh, Mansfield as well. The bookies heavily rate, as it always seems to be. 
Um, in pre-season, Oz Mansfield spent tend to spend more money than most in this division, but as we saw last season when they finished what twenty first was something, it twenty second something like that yeah they uh, you know that doesn't always equate to performances and points so yeah, yeah I don't think that'll be as high as the bookies predicting predicting them to be yeah I'm not getting sucked into that um oh man I can't wait to get this off my chest Stevenage are going down I can't wait wow. Long. Well, the great Houdini, oh. the, big, the great Houdini of the Football League. Will they go down though? If you can play a season and be as bad as they were, and you don't go down, you can get away with it. <laughs> what rabbit are they going to pull out their hat this time round? <laughs> I, I honestly don't know. I don't know. Um, I it is an absolute disgrace that they're playing league football this season, and they they surely know it. They surely know yeah. it. It was last season was I, I can't I don't even know how to describe it Tom it was that bad embarrassing but, joke joke amateur appalling it just put into encyclopedia shit and everything that comes underneath is uh, suitable for how they played four to <laughs> one to go down cannot wait to just chuck a hundred quid on that can't wait. <laughs> Goodbye, yeah. goodbye, um, and another team. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Adios. And the, the thing is, as well, they because they thought they were going down because Macclesfield's point deduction um, was agreed after the season finished. They started recruiting for a season in the national league, so they've recruited a fair chunk of national league quality players um, who are now going to be competing at League Two level. So um, yeah, it doesn't spell. For good times for Stevenage. No, no, it doesn't. Uh, who's joining them? Oh, I had a, a coin flip between Morecambe and South End. I've gone for South End. Okay. How I, about you? I've gone for Harrogate. Really? I think Harrogate will do okay. I think they'll be lower mid table. Really? Yeah. John Stead plays up front. <laughs> he's 37 Tom he got two with, he uh, got two striker. yeah he could do with another option maybe up front he got but seven in 27 okay. last seat no they're, they're not they're not going to do it I don't think I hope they do I hope they do stay up but they're six to one to go down and I, I'm very interested in that okay interesting interesting um, right let's look at the games for this weekend then yeah, so games for this weekend. Give me Cheltenham Town at home on their own revenge season. Uh, five to six, home to a lowly Morecambe. Um, yeah. I'll take that all day, every day. Yeah, fantastic price. Me too. Um, spoke about how bad Stevenage are. They go away to Barrow, newly promoted Barrow. I'm going to go for Barrow. 23 to 20 uh, to get the win. First game. In the Football League, they're going to be well bang up for it. Couldn't really ask for much of a better opponent uh, to play on your first game back. So, yeah, 23-20 to 20 for Barrow. And i also like to say I've been impressed by the way they held Derby in the Carabao Cup. Yeah. Lost on penalties and they also held Blackpool away in the EFL Trophy in midweek as well. 0-0 uh, on both games. So, clearly strong at the back. 
Barcelona will they, will it carry on without Ian Everett? Who knows? Um, I'm going to pluck for uh, both teams to score here. I really didn't know which way to go with the Salford Exeter. Feels like a kind of a playoff game almost. Yeah. Uh, two kind of teams we fancy to go at it um, early on. Four to five for both teams to score. I know I just said I don't know if uh, if um, Salford will score enough goals, but that I'm talking about over a 46-game season. I definitely think that they'll have enough about them to get a goal past Exeter. Who knows what mental state they're in. Um, so, yeah, that's what I'd go for in that interesting game. Okay. Um, no more from me, really. No, uh, it's not nice, is it, Dan, in League 2 this no. weekend? No. Um, I'll take a watching brief on the, re- on the rest. I don't want to just chuck more things out there for the sake of it, especially week one, when we know so little. Yeah, so let's move on to the bomb-proof trebles. So uh, if you are new to the show, this is the part where we put together all of our tips, all of our insight, all of our research into bomb-proof trebles. We recommend that you back. Uh, we back our own bets with £10 stakes, but we only want you to bet what you can afford to lose. So, Tom, take it away. I will let you go first. And uh, if you want to read out your treble, I am ready to go. So my treble is going to start off in the championship. It's Cardiff at home to Sheffield Wednesday. Cardiff priced at 11 to 10. Then we've got in League One, Sunderland at home to Bristol Rovers. Sunderland priced at 4 to 5. And finally in League Two, Cheltenham at home to Morecambe. Cheltenham priced at 5 to 6. So three teams I'm going for there who... I do think we'll be challenging at the right end of the division against three teams who I think will be at the wrong end of the division um, this season. And they're all at home as well, so even better. £10 stake on that pays £69.30p. Pretty much where I thought that one would land, Tom, to be honest. Um, yeah, I mean, there's not much more you can do, is there, on opening day? You go for the teams you think will be up there against the teams that you think that won't be up there there's no point going in for uh you know two teams you think are going to finish mid-table i don't think no no Uh, completely completely get your uh thought process there all right guys so for my own bomb proof treble i am going to start off on friday night so i know there's a little bit of stigma about early bets on saturday particularly ones that are a whole uh, day before the rest of the season starts, but I'm so confident in Watford to beat Middlesbrough 10 to 11 at home. I have to put it in my treble. So Watford, and then we're going to go down to League One, and we're going to go for Fleetwood at home to Burton Albion. They're evens, and then I'm going to go for Peterborough away at Accrington Stanley. They are also evens. Ten pounds on returns you 76.36. I like it. Yeah, good trouble there. I um, think for the joint, it's Tom, it's going to be yeah. pretty straightforward that we're going to have Cheltenham, Peterborough. Yeah. I think that's pretty much nailed on. Um, and then I like Fleetwood. To me, I'm I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to kind of put my balls on the line. You are Fleetwood. I'm going to put my balls on yeah. the line here and say that I want, to take Fleetwood from my bet. Go on then. Okay. On your head be it. Go on. 
All right, so just to uh, confirm, so we're going to do a joint treble. So Cheltenham at home to Morecambe, five to six. Peterborough away at Accrington, evens. And Fleetwood home to Burton, evens. £10 on, pays, pays 73 33 Nice, nice, nice. So, yeah, uh, good luck, guys and girls, if you do get on that. Whew, we're still going. The final thing we've got is to talk about fantasy football. Uh, go to our Twitter and ask us for the code. Tom will also put it in the podcast description. Um, so yeah, that's right. join our fantasy football. £20 free bet on offer for the winner. Uh, yeah. Social media um, as well. Twitter, T underscore FB podcast for Twitter www.facebook.com slash football betting podcast for Facebook and football betting podcast at gmail.com for any email inquiries. Yeah. And if you have enjoyed the show guys, um, please do rate us on whatever podcast provider you listen to. And we'd really appreciate that. I really feel like we deserve one after we just jam packed all that. This has been a right marathon, hasn't it? It's been a marathon. I'm exhausted. So if we could have (laughs) a review, from every single person that's listened, that would be incredible. So, yeah, yeah, thank you very much, guys. Nothing more to say. Hopefully you stuck with us till the end. Good luck this weekend. Yeah, good luck with all your bets, guys. Send us in your bet slips. Uh, if you're back in bets that we've talked about on the show, your own, we'd just love to see any bets that you've got on, and especially um, if you have any winners uh, come, well, whenever, whenever the winners roll in, really. Yeah, good luck, guys. Take it easy. See ya.